It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining us as he does every week for the Ferg Friday, uh, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been a, uh, it's been a good week, and next week's an off week, which I know fans don't usually love off weeks but no. for me i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it. a little pause would be nice after you know this will be game number seven in a row yep yep yeah next week we'll kind of press the pause button and you'll see a lot of different things you know as far as report cards or progress report articles yep. you know how's harson done with his first half season at auburn you'll see a lot of that stuff so and i, I bet we see some differing opinions on that too so it could be yeah. an interesting week to kind of talk about some of that stuff Oh, for sure. I mean, I think uh, you can kind of, uh, I think whatever Auburn's put out on the field this year, you can use that to uh, defend your opinion uh, one way or another. Either way. On pretty, yeah. much, I, on pretty much anything, you know. Um, that's just kind of the, the, the way it is with this team right now. And so uh, th- that's what make this, makes this Arkansas game coming up pretty, pretty important because um, I think a lot of the tone around the team can shift depending on what happens this week, much like it was two weeks ago when they played LSU. Right, right. And, I mean, a lot of the talking points are the same as what we saw mm-hmm. with LSU. Can Auburn win on the yep. road? Can Auburn beat, you know, one of these teams that they're fighting for, you know, that second tier in the SEC West? Uh, it's just uh, LSU's a lot worse than we thought they were. And so it's like we're having the same conversation. And uh, I think there's a lot of things about this game that kind of, Go in Arkansas's favor. I think Auburn's going to have their hands full on the in tomorrow's matchup. The biggest thing, Justin, is Auburn's going to have to run the football. And yep. uh, you wrote about you know Tank Bigsby's numbers going down just a little bit. Do you think they'll be able to run it on Saturday? If they don't, they're in trouble because this is a team that has given up a lot of rushing yards to uh, the last three weeks of the season. A and M ran the ball well on them, even though it was a loss. Uh, Georgia definitely ran the ball well on them. And then Ole Miss, who we don't usually think of Ole Miss as a running team, ran for a lot. Um, Ole Miss you know, was but, the best running team in the conference last year, though, right? Am I making that yeah, up? Yeah, it, uh, it might have been. Mm, I can't remember if they ended up finishing top. I'll look it up. Yeah, depend, yeah. I mean, but they, they, they run a lot of plays. But everybody, you know, when you think of this Ole Miss offense, right, you think of Matt Corral, you think of the wide receivers, you think of Lane Kiffin and, and all that, and they can run the ball. Yeah. And – Arkansas has had a Arkansas's defense is really based in their linebackers and their safeties, and they're a little lighter up front than usual, I think. And one of the big things for Arkansas is that teams are, you know, teams are having a hard time kind of hitting big plays on them downfield, but they're able to run the ball on them well. Mm-hmm. And so if Auburn can't get it done Saturday against Arkansas on the ground, that's a red flag because, um, this is a team that is has not had not done a good job of stopping the run this season uh, against quality opponents. And if Auburn wants to be one of those quality teams, got to run the football. Uh, and uh, 
this is a good matchup for it. This is a good matchup for it. This is not an Arkansas team that necessarily loves to load the box. I wonder how much that'll change on Saturday. Right. Um, but I mean, either way, you just you got to have some of the same success that the last three teams that have played Arkansas have on the ground for you to have a chance to win this game. Quick fact check: Ole Miss was number one in the conference last year. They are fourth this year in rushing. So gotcha. yeah, yeah, some consistency there. They're pretty effective. Um, just on all aspects of offense. But oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, but this is another similar storyline that we talked about going into the LSU game, though, right, Ferg? I mean, yep. Auburn should have been able to run the ball against LSU, and, and they weren't mm-hmm. able to do it at the clip that they thought they'd be able to. No, they, they weren't. And that was a case of LSU loading the box and focusing really, really big downhill running game, focusing really big on the downhill running game. That caused Auburn to have to hit the perimeter more and throw the ball more. We will see how much that changes Saturday against Arkansas because that is not necessarily Arkansas's MO on defense. Now, it could definitely yeah. change. Barry Odom is a, is a great defense coordinator. They do a lot of different things. They move those linebackers and safeties around a good bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very much the same thing. And, you know, any way they get it done, they need to get it done on the ground because – They've got to be able to, um, you know, kind of keep the ball rolling there. This passing attack for Auburn has had its high moments. It's had its very low moments. It's not nearly as consistent enough as it needs to be when you talk about Bo Nix and the wide receivers and the pass protection. You don't want to go into another game and have to rely on it quite as much to be the difference you want. You want to be balanced. Yeah. A big reason for that, that they haven't been balanced the last few weeks, is that they've barely led. It's Georgia State, LSU, and Georgia. They've had to pass because they've been playing from behind a ton. So, can you do it a little bit differently? Can you run the ball early and and, and keep it going uh, throughout the game? If so, I think Auburn's got a good chance to win this game because I like I like aspects of this matchup in Auburn's favor compared to Arkansas. Um, but it, it is very dependent on having a good game state, you know, from beginning to end. If you're Arkansas's defense, I just don't know how you can give up all the yards and all the points a week ago. <clears throat> excuse me, and then go into this game feeling any level of confidence whatsoever. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they couldn't slow down Ole Miss in, in either regard, throwing the ball or running the ball. Yeah. And Auburn has wanted to play with some balance, and this is a game where you can get balance. Balance, as we all know, is not 50-50 pass split, run split, but it's more of like, can you do whatever you want to do You know, when the situation arises based on what the defense is doing, based on what down and distance it is, that's what real balance is. It's, it's, it's not, you know, necessarily having, you know, 25 run calls, 25 pass calls. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing that Auburn, like, this is an opportunity for them to do that because this almost defense, I mean, this, uh, sorry, this Arkansas defense has had some good moments and had some good play, play this year, but they're also inconsistent. And so, you know, can you be the consistent team? Can you be the team that goes in there and is the aggressor in this matchup? Because if you are, and you're the one kind of dictating what's happening, um, you're in a much better chance to walk out of there with a win. Right, right. Especially if you can do it early, silence yep. that crowd and all that good stuff. Harson talked about winning the early downs and and that's something mm-hmm. that you've talked about at the Auburn Observer as well. And it seems to me running the ball is the easiest and most effective way to do that. Of course, you can do that with, with, with passing as well, but that's just going to be something that you know they're working on. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how much you can simulate that in practice, um, but that's got to be a focus this week, you got to think, especially as much as he talked about it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a concern that they aren't running the ball quite as effectively as they want to, right? And they did it the first three weeks of the season. Even the Penn State game, they ran the they they got what they wanted on the ground. Yeah, Auburn uh, fans were like, "Why didn't you run it more against Penn State? Because it was exactly. running, it was working so well." Yeah, exactly. So the last few weeks that has kind of turned, and it's really challenged this Auburn offensive line. It's really challenged Auburn's tight ends. These guys, wide receivers, blocking, got to do a better job of that. And Keandre Jones said it this week. He said. The coaching staffs come up and said, "All right, guys, this has got to be you. Like, you've got to step up and play better. This is you've got to be more physical. You've got to be more consistent. It's just a matter of if they just do it right. This matchup favors Auburn on the ground. You know, Auburn's rushing attack versus Arkansas's run defense. You just got to go do it. You had thought you like you said you would have thought the same thing two weeks ago against LSU, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So." At some point, you just got to go do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to prove that you have quality. And that's the thing about the sovereign offensive line is that they have proven at times in the last couple of years that they can run the ball, and they can run the ball on some good teams. You got to do it here. You have to do it here. And and it kind of shifts the way people, I think, view the sovereign offense heading into the final five games of the year. Um, so it's a huge opportunity. I mean, how much of that do you have to be married to the running game, Jay Ferg, if you're if you're wanting to set this as an identity? Because the, – the, this team still doesn't really have an identity to me. I think the defense kind of does, but as a whole, like I still don't really think this team knows who it is yet. And I think we're going to learn a lot about that tomorrow. But if you want to be this blue collar downhill running team that we heard time and time again about all off season, at what point that even when the running game's not working and you're just getting, you know, chunks of two yards at a time, where you still just got to keep doing it. Kind of like when you can't make a three, you know, on a basketball team, you just keep shooting threes until one, lands how much of that are you able to do against a team like Arkansas I think you'll be able to do it a decent bit if you're not behind big right because again the big reason why Auburn has not run the ball as much we're talking volume not effectiveness why they haven't run the ball as much the last few weeks is because they've barely led in any of those games Mm -hmm. and they've had to pass to come from behind so if Auburn is able to come out and you know is ahead early or it's tied or even just down a little bit you feel a little bit more comfortable if they're going to be able to run the ball right. and, and keep it going. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. It's game state, right? You know, you can you can say, we'll work through it. We will keep running the ball, and we'll try to get this thing going like we want it to. You can do that when you're not down by double digits, right, yeah. or when it's a close game or you're leading. Um, so that's got to be the key in this one for, for Auburn. You've got to it's, – it's funny. It's like, oh, how, how important is it going to be to get off to a fast start this week? Oh, it's important every week, but – it does really feel, though, this week because, you A, you're on the road, and, B, it's like you're trying to get this running game going, and the best way to get that running game going, as Harson said this week, is don't lose. Like, don't be losing early. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest. Today's show uh, brought to you by our friends at Innovative Financial Solutions, business owners, and high-income professionals. Listen up. Have you ever considered that by funding a 401k or an IRA, you are potentially creating a massive tax burden on yourself when you retire? Contrary to what you're told by traditional advisors and accountants, a 401k or an IRA does not save on taxes. It just postpones the tax and tax calculation. Wealthy people do not have access to a special tax code. They just use certain techniques. And our guy, Ethan Dahl, owner of Innovative Financial Solutions, has clients throughout the United States and is able to help you with all of this. Contact him at uh, 251-243-6038. Ethan is his name. Or you can contact him by his email, ethan at ethandahl.com. Ethan Dahl, your alternative to traditional financial planning. Today's show also brought to you by our friends 
at Frisky Whiskey. I know a lot of folks checked out Frisky Whiskey last week coming in from Georgia. A lot of people checking it out for the first time. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of you messaged me saying how great the deals were. And I was not joking around with the selection. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And uh, be sure to go back. And if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do that. If you're in the Auburn, Oak, Blackley County area, just a short drive over. Right when you get into Georgia, you'll see signs all over the place where you can just type it in on your uh, your phone's GPS. But Frisky Whiskey is uh, is definitely the place to go for all of your uh, your beer, wine, liquor, spirits, lottery tickets if you want. They've got everything. That is at Frisky Whiskey. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. What all is going on at the Auburn Observer these days? Yeah, it's a big, been a big week. Uh, we broke down the running game versus Arkansas's defense, something we just talked about here in this first segment. Uh, talked about how Auburn's defense matches up against this Arkansas offense, specifically K.J. Jefferson. Had a film room on the drop problem for Auburn, how much that's affected the offense as a whole, not just in the Georgia game, but in the first half of the season. Had a mailbag coming out today, if you're, if you're listening to this on sure. a Friday. Uh, preview podcast with the Arkansas game came out on Thursday. And then we'll have coverage over the weekend of uh, whatever happens between Auburn and Arkansas and Fayetteville. So AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year, gets you access to everything we've got going on. And it is an email newsletter, so everything we do gets sent straight to your inbox so you can read and listen on your own time. Your film room that came out, I guess it came out on Monday, uh, about Mm -hmm. the drops, that was super interesting to think about. Okay, not only do you lose the play that happened, but like, what did what else did Auburn give up? Like, what was the actual result of the mm-hmm. drop? And when you have seven, it adds up. <laughs> it adds yeah. up over the course of sixty minutes for sure. Yeah, points off the board, uh, scoring opportunities gone because you drop it on you know late down conversions mm-hmm. that could have put you in at least field goal range. Um, there were a couple where Auburn was able to overcome it later in the drive, so it was fine, but for the majority of them, those were significant kind of drops. And at the very minimum, minimum, like if you drop passes, you know, you're losing momentum. You're losing kind of the, you know, uh, the forward progress that you're making with your offense. You have to stop, you have to settle down. It's frustrating and then keep going. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a problem for Auburn's offense. Nobody has dropped more passes in the SEC than Auburn. Uh, And Bo Nix, I mean, his, his numbers right now make him look like a bottom half quarterback in the SEC and in college football. If you do adjust a completion percentage, which takes out drops and throwaways, uh, he is he is a top half quarterback in the SEC. He is a top half quarterback in the FBS. There has been real progress made. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying there's uh, you know things he can work on. I'm not saying that all the drops are 100% the receiver's fault. Sure. I'm just saying. There's been real progress by Bonex in this offense, but it is getting maxed by the fact that Auburn is not catching the ball consistently. It's not just the receivers, but it's the running backs and the tight ends as well. It is a widespread issue. Only a couple of high, higher volume targets that Auburn's had uh, this season on their team that does not have a decently sized drop problem. Mm-hmm. The drop problem, how do we, I mean, how does that get addressed? Can you address that midseason? got to just get better at it. I mean, uh, Sean Shaver said it was a lack of focus. I think it's a combination of that and a little bit of just, I mean, it's something you got to get better at. And they're trying. It's like they, you know, Harson said they thought they had a lot of it, you know, not fixed, but like it was something they really addressed heading into last week's game, and then they had their worst day for drops. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just kind of come to the point that, you know, you have – wide receivers who just aren't consistent. You have tight ends who aren't consistent. Right. You have running backs who aren't super consistent in that. 
Um, and some of that inexperience is coming to play. Some of that gets better over time, but then some of it is just, you know, you just got to have reliable hands. You got, you got to be able to bring in the pat, bring in those passes, uh, if you have an opportunity. So, um, it can get better. I think it will get better, but like how much better is, is, I mean, there's a cap to it. There's a, there's a, there's a ceiling, uh, for how much better you can get at this point in the year with who you've got and what the experience you've got at wide receiver. I feel like it's kind of the same way with the offensive line. It's like, how much better can Auburn's offensive line get? It was like, yeah, they could show some progress, but like there is a cap there because of how much talent you're starting to begin with. And I think you're kind of seeing some of the same stuff at wide receiver, a little bit more of an experience thing necessarily than a pure like star rating kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're doing the hard part. And with, with Gus, that offense, they had a hard time creating separation and getting space. Yeah. It's like they're doing the hard part. They're just not catching the ball at the end. So I think I think my I mean like every play caller gets criticized for specific calls that he makes that you know don't work out. But I think Mike Bobo's done a really good job this this first half of the season of like scheming dudes open, yeah. um, calling plays. It's just you got to take advantage of the opportunities when they come your way. And like, yeah, can Bo Nix throw more catchable balls on some of these? Sure, but right. like you know, it's 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 one of those things where uh, it's an every like it it's truly an everybody's got to work on it thing. Doesn't matter what position you play in the skill spot. And if you're Bo Nix, like you, you got to learn and adjust and try to adapt as best as you can, because it is a real frustrating issue, not only for everybody listening to this as an Auburn fan, but like for the players themselves, like they are very, very frustrated at what's going on right now because they know they're a lot better than what they put out. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you could tell that with uh, when Shivers was talking about it. Yeah. They're frustrated. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Hey, today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. They've got all kinds of different flavors. Whatever tickles your fancy, Built Bar has it. All their bars are uh, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, um, and and they taste great. They don't taste like a traditional protein bar. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That website, again, is Built.com. Also, Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are in the thick of conference play when you're talking about college. And then, of course, NFL, you're already starting to see some projected uh, playoff brackets pop up. So get in on the action. When you make your deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I was chatting back and forth. Um, with a listener yesterday about uh, exactly how to get that deposit bonus in there. He got it. Um, he's he's ready to go for this weekend. He's excited about a parlay, and uh, one of the teams in his parlay includes Auburn winning. So there you go. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Justin Ferguson, our guest, for a few more minutes um, on this Ferg Friday. I think Auburn's defense has its hands full tomorrow. I mean, Jefferson is getting more and more comfortable it looks like. I mean, he looked great against Ole Miss for the most part. Still some kind of, you know, turnover type things. I talked with John Neighbors, host of uh, Locked on Razorbacks on yesterday's show. He doesn't think that's much of an issue, but that does to me seem to be the um, the weakness of his game. Yeah, it's, Jefferson is a, is a really fascinating player because this is uh, a quarterback that's averaging nearly 10 yards in an, an attempt this year, but yeah. isn't throwing the ball much at all. Uh, Arkansas, one of the low bottom 10 in the country and pass attempts per game this season. They want to run the ball and they want to run the ball with KJ Jefferson. And they rotate a really good group of running backs around them. They want to play off of that, right? You look at a lot of the big plays that Arkansas has had this season. A lot of them RPOs, a lot of them play action shots. 
because um, he's got a really good wide receiver. He's got a really good arm. Uh, and defenses are focused on that, you know, power running attack that they that they put out there. So he is an interesting case because he is a running quarterback who does not scramble. He does not scramble much at all. Yeah. Um, he is not he is not a big play run, uh, quarterback on on the ground. Uh, he's had a couple of good size runs, both of them I think against Texas. But like when people compare him to Cam Newton, it's like, well, he doesn't have the breakaway speed. He doesn't have the breakaway speed. Now he's big and he's a little shorter, but he's a big dude. He's a sure. He's a real load to bring down. And so this is an interesting matchup because Auburn's defense, for the most part this season, has been really good at stopping the run. Uh, and this is a game where they've got to do a good job of that up front, match the physicality of Arkansas in the trenches, let the linebackers come in and fill in and, and, and make those hits, and then force Arkansas into opportunities that they don't want to be in. This is not a team that does particularly well in obvious passing downs. They give up uh, a good amount of sacks on you know third and long, second and long situations. So Auburn's got to force them into those spots, and they're capable of doing that. Uh, and the other thing there is, is that this wide receiver, you know, this wide receiver unit that they've got is just really one guy. Uh, no one else on the team has more than is averaging two catches a game. Yeah. Everybody else is below two catches a game. And so uh, we saw what Auburn did against Kayshawn Butte. We've seen what Auburn can do against certain receivers. So like maybe that can help them out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, kind of like on offense. You got to be physical with these dudes up front. You just have to. I mean, you know that they are going to play their brand of football and they're going to be confident in that, even though they've lost back to back games. Offensively, I think Auburn's got to do a good job of stopping the run. And then when they have chances to get after Jefferson and make things tougher on him through the air, where he can't just play off a of play action, play off a of RPO, play in a, you know, in a good uh, down and distance and get the ball out to his receiver. This is where you have to take him down. You got to get sacks. You got to get stops. You got to force incompletions because he's a really good quarterback, but he's not a finished product yet. And, and you know, no one thinks that he should be at this point. Um, but he's a really good runner and uh, he, he is the, kind of the fulcrum where everything goes, goes around. Yeah. Such a big part of this game. And I think this is probably more on the defensive side is how do you respond? I mean, you could tell over the course of the, the Georgia game, they just kind of got worn down and that's oh, yeah. what good teams do to you. And so yep. are they going to be able to, to bounce back talking with Chandler Wooten earlier in the week on the show? He said they had the best Sunday practice um, that they've had. And I think that's mm -hmm. a good sign as far as, okay, we're ready to bounce back. We're not going to let this win, uh, this loss beat us twice type of thing. So I think that's a good thing. If Auburn can stop the run, I think they're going to be fine. Um, yeah, it doesn't, 100%. I, I've heard that Owen Papo is probably not going to play on Saturday. Have you heard similar things? Doesn't look likely. Does yeah. not look likely. Um, but I'm not willing to say one way or another sure. for sure what's going to happen. But with the off week coming up, you know, it, it would. I think it would be one of those situations where if he was 100% completely ready to go, probably put him out there. Uh, but you can take advantage of an extra bye week here coming up and, and, and get him 100% for the final five. Right, right. What's your gut feeling for um, for tomorrow's game? I've been saying so I, like 28-21, 28-24, somewhere around there in favor of Arkansas. So this is, this is weird for me because I hate doing predictions and I hate – trying to think of anything like project what I think Auburn's going to do. Cause that's silly. Uh, it's Auburn football. Sure. It's ridiculous. Uh, you can't right. predict it at all. Yep. But for some reason, really since the beginning of this week, I have felt pretty good about Auburn's chances in this game. 
because Good. I think matchup wise, I think matchup wise, if Auburn can run the ball and they can stop the run. This game should be in their favor, right? This Arkansas team is very good. They know what they're wanting to do, but this is an Auburn team that's in a different tier than them in terms of talent, uh, overall team talent right now. It's just can you bring it consistently? Can you bring can you bring it consist consistently is going to be the main thing uh, for them. Um, so I, I think it's it comes down to can you get off to a decent start and run the ball, and can you make sure that Arkansas can't just run wild on you? Like yeah. have a good have a good run defense, which is what you've had in all but two halves this season, the first half against Georgia State and the second half against Georgia. So right. if they play a clean game and don't make a ton of mistakes, I think Auburn can win and make a statement in this one. I'm not saying they'll blow them out by any means, but oh, I, I think, like I the, think I, any win is a statement in this situation. Right. I think, I think this matchup favors Auburn if Auburn plays like it's capable of playing, mm -hmm. right? And the big question is, this is year one. This is an inconsistent team. Right. There's a lot of newness on both sides. They're still working a lot of things out. Like you said, what's the identity? They're still trying to work a lot of it out. There's been some inconsistency at some key positions. But yeah. if they play yeah. like we've seen them kind of be this season, I, I think Auburn's got a good chance to win this game. And it's weird because I usually don't feel this way about Auburn games heading into them. Like, this is one of the rare times where I felt like, yeah, I really like this matchup for Auburn. Um, but – Arkansas is a really good football team, and they're and they're playing at home, so it would not surprise me at all if they won. Yeah, Arkansas is a good team. They're really well mm -hmm. coached, and yep. you know it's um, it's a funny thing. I had kind of moved on and forgotten about the the botch call, the 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 snap <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. Arkansas people haven't. I mean, talk, doing Ooh. radio hits this week and and talking, you know, with locked on Razorbacks, they ask how I'm doing. And then they ask about, you know, what's Auburn's thoughts on the, the call from last year? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, that's a huge storyline yeah. from the Arkansas perspective. Yeah, I mean, they got they got robbed last year. They got robbed. Yeah. You know, this is a team that was in year one last season and a spot where they could have beaten Auburn away from home. Like, So this is a good football team. And I right. think offensively they looked great against Ole Miss after looking not so great against Georgia. But Georgia mm -hmm. does that to a lot of teams. But I, I just think... Auburn put up a better fight than Arkansas did against Georgia. Different situations, I know, but I, I just think I, I like I like the talent level of Auburn and I like the quality of Auburn if they play a clean game. If they play a clean, and I'm not saying they have to be perfect, but like don't make the big mistakes like you did at Penn State and against Georgia. I think they can. I think they can pull it out and, and get a and get a solid win away from home. I just I. I think the it would be different. Like this is a different matchup than an Ole Miss, where Ole Miss mm -hmm. is like, whoa, shoot, they can they can throw the ball all over the yard. That's a little bit more troubling. Arkansas doesn't want to throw the ball as much. They can, but they don't want to as much, and they have not been able to throw the ball a ton unless your name is Ole Miss, and that's kind of saying something. No, you're right, and Ole Miss is a good offense. There's no question about yes. it. Justin, you're going to have game day coverage like no one else. What uh what all is uh, happening at the Auburn Observer this weekend? Yeah, so you will get uh, post-game observations uh, since it's a morning game. We're going to get them out there sometime afternoon, evening cool. on Saturday. And uh, we will have a uh, Sunday podcast uh, free for everybody. You don't have to be a, a subscriber to listen to the to the recap uh, sometime on Sunday. Awesome, man. Yeah, and you can sign up at AuburnObserver.com. Worth every single penny. You, you're going up there, right? Yep. All right, Leaving man. tomorrow morning. Or, well, as you're listening to this, I'll be on yeah, my way. Yeah, you're probably in the air. Right. Well, cool, man. Travel safe. Talk to you Thank next you. week. That's Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. We'll be back on Monday to talk about everything that happened over the weekend. Right here on Locked on Auburn.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.